Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. the good life. And so I want to ask the question I've been asking each week, how many of you want to live the good life? Let me see your hand. Okay, I'm going to put both of mine up because I just really want to live it. And so in order to do that, we've been learning some things out of the the book in the Bible called Philippians. And this guy, Paul, we've talked about him again. If you missed any of that, you can go to the first message and I'll tell you all about his background. But it's just amazing how he's writing from a jail cell and he tells us about how to have joy. But before I get into that, I want to tell you something that, I'm, that I have learned and I'm learning today uh, in my life, and that is called preventive maintenance, okay? Maybe, maybe you're, you're, you're probably familiar with that term, but if you aren't, I can tell you, if, maybe it started sounding that way from your father or someone in your life who said, you know, make sure to get your oil changed. My dad preached that, make sure you get your oil changed. You may have dad preached that to them, but said, okay, yes, get your oil changed. And, uh, and so now I'm, I'm, you know, I understand the value of that is that I have to do that to, to keep my car running. It'll save me a lot of problems. And, uh, and so I preached that to my children, get your oil changed, you know, get your oil changed, rotate those tires. But all, that's preventive maintenance. Also, I would tell you this is something that I begin to discover uh, when I was uh, probably middle school, high school, was this, is that homework is preventive maintenance. Doing homework is preventive maintenance. Because if I can do the homework and turn that in and get good grades, I don't have to make 100 on my test to pass the class. <laughs> right? It's preventive maintenance. And so, uh, now I know that uh, that's some of you that are students here today will appreciate that. And parents, you may want to remember that, right? It's preventive maintenance. So I don't have to make that great grade at the end and sweat it out so much. But also, I'll tell you something that now I'm getting to in my life that I never thought about before, but uh, now I have to learn to stretch, uh, you know, because uh, I don't know why, you know, I don't know why I can't just go out there and run seven or eight miles and, you know, just get on with life, but it doesn't work that way anymore. And because I thought that I'm much younger than I am, I did that and I've I have an injury that I'm still nursing now because of that, and I have to, uh, I can't, I have to take time off because I'm still uh, nursing that injury. And what I want to tell you about that is this, is that, you know, when we're younger, we just go do things, and, and we don't think about that. But now, in my life, I'm having to think about, okay, you know that stretching also incre- and, uh, improves your balance, and, and so now I'm working toward, you know, now I've crossed the 50 mark, I'm thinking about, you know, 70, how do I want to be when I'm 70, so... Trying to do all those things to keep this body in shape. As you can tell, I'm struggling with that right now. So, anyways, you should see me. Uh, matter, of, uh, I, you know, I'm so I'm YouTubing all these. Uh, man, YouTube's great. I, I had no idea that I could get that on my television, but on through Roku, whatever. But so I, I'm on, you know, doing all these stretches, and so I'm glad that my windows are closed. You know, because I'm going, <laughs> you know, doing all this crazy stuff, trying to do that. But anyways, it prevented maintenance. And so today I want to talk to you about this. I want to talk to you about how to maintain your joy. So it would be preventive maintenance. 
uh, how, do, how do you maintain your joy? And that, that's something that's very hard because like on Sundays, you know, maybe you, maybe you come in here and, you know, and God touches you and, and you feel good and then you can walk out the parking lot and your phone can ring or get a text message and it's like everything that was done here is undone. And so we want to realize how can we maintain our joy. So I want to give you about three things today. So if you'll go ahead and, and look at this with me. The first one I want to give you is this. Is if we're going to maintain our joy, we have to choose to put relationships over rules. We have to choose to put relationships over rules. I want to let you write that down, and I want to show you what this, I want to get this picture in your mind, because it's, this is a truth that will help you, and it's helped me once I've discovered this. And that is this. Look at this next slide. You can see that how I have relationships over rules. And you got to think about that. Relationships over Whenever you put rules over relationship, you have prison. If you want to go to jail now, you lose all the relationships and all you have is rules. And when we live our lives with rules over relationships, we don't really have relationships. We have prison. We are in prison, uh, even in some relationships. And so it's very crucial for you to understand with God is that it's God never intended for it to be uh, rules, rules over relationships. God wanted relationship over rules. That's what God intended. And this guy, Paul, is writing about that. Look what he says. He says this in Philippians 3. He says, whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, let's read what's underlined. You ready? Come on. Rejoice in... Okay, that's relationship. Rejoice in the Lord. He said, I never get tired of telling you these things, and I do it to safeguard your faith. Watch out for those dogs. Notice that term. Those people who do evil, those mutilators, who say you must be circumcised to be saved. So what he's saying is, is that these people, they were called Judaizers, actually, in Paul's day. They were people that believed in Jesus, but yet they, they, they believed that you should keep all the rules as well, like, like some of the Old Testament rules, you know, like on a, if you were to go to a funeral, how that you would be considered unclean for like seven days. You couldn't go around other people for seven days. If you had a, a sore on your arm, uh, you know, you was unclean until that sore healed up. Uh, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. Like on the, on the Sabbath day, you couldn't walk, but so far, you know, like just a block or two, and, or it was considered work after that. And there was all these rules, so these people want you to keep that, and Paul say, no, 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 no. That's all rules. It's about relationship. And God chose relationship. Oh, well, don't you know, when God created Adam and Eve in the beginning, our grandparents in the very beginning, when God created them, God thought relationship, he wasn't thinking rules. Now, just think about this, you know, like, you know, how that I as a parent sometimes, you know, with, with my children, I was like, you know what, I, I wish I could give you the world. You know, I would like to give you all, you know, like, hey, matter of fact, the only thing I could do to that, I couldn't give them the world, so I took them to Disney World. Right? That, that's just as good, right? Because it's make-believe. Uh, you know? And so, but God told Adam and Eve, look, he, he created Adam and Eve. This is what he said. He said, I give you the world. Here, here's the, it's the world. You, you got the world. I give you the world. It's yours. All the animals, you get to name them all. You, you, you're, you're, the, you're the top. I mean, you know, you, you're it. And God gave them everything because he loved them. He said, I give you this. So it was always relationship, right? And so because God loved them so much, he said, listen, I love you. I give you all of this. But he says, because I love you, I want to warn you about this one thing. Don't touch that fruit of that tree over there. 
Because I love you, listen, please don't do that. That will harm you. I love you. I love you. Then the devil comes along, right? This is what he always does. Remember, God's relationship, relationship, love you, relationship. Then the devil comes along and says this. He says, you know what? That's a rule. You shouldn't have any rules here. You're as good as God. You should make the rules. You shouldn't have rules. You know, that's a rule. And so you need to go right over there right now because rules are made to be what? We know that, but that's not true, is it? I hope our kids didn't just hear us say that. <laughs> but that's what our society says, and that's what the devil told them. He said it just like that. And he's, this is what I want watch what happens here. So he said God's rule. It's rule. And so he, the devil always puts rules of relationship. Because the moment that you, the moment you and I and Adam and Eve all of a sudden saw God as rule, guess what? They went and they broke the rule, and when they broke the rule, they opened up their life to many more rules, right? When we break God's commands, we open our lives to many more rules. And this is what happened. When they broke, when they broke the command, when they broke the rules, you know what happened? Their eyes were open, and guess what? They, saw, they only saw God at that point as a rule keeper. And when you only see God as a rule keeper, you know what happens to you? You know what you do? What I do is that we run from God. We avoid from God. We avoid God. That's what they did. The Bible says when they, when they committed that sin, when they broke the rules, when, when they saw the rule, they took that and their eyes were open and they ran from God. They hid. And when you and I see God as rule, 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 and no relationship, we hide. We avoid God. And the devil has convinced many of you that you can't keep the rules. And so therefore, you've sort of given up. But I'm telling you today that God wants to be about relationship. See, when I, when I think of God as rules, this is what happens. I forget what God has done for me, and I think only about what I have to do for God. Did you see that? But when I think about relationship, I think about what God's done. So since God has been all about relationships, and over rules, so, that, so the Old Testament come in, that's what happened with Adam and Eve, all these rules, you know, you got to sacrifice this animal, you got to do this, you gotta, it was all rules, rules, rules. And God said, oh no, I, I've got a plan. And so he sends his son Jesus to planet Earth again to reinstate his original plan, which is relationship, right? Relationship over rules. And so look at the Bible says, one of the most famous verses in the whole Bible, look at it. John three sixteen. it says this, for God so loved the world, that's right. God so loved the world that he what? Gave. That's relationship, right? He gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not what? That's relationship. Would you agree with that? Shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to what? Condemn. To condemn. He's talking about, when we say the world, we're talking about you and me. He didn't condemn us. No, but to save the world through him. So, so God, listen, God sent Jesus to, to reverse it back. Devil said, rule, rule, rules, rule. No, God said, no, I said relationship. And so he sent his one and only son to die for you and I that we might have relationship with him again. And we don't view him as rules. We view him as relationship. And let me tell you something. When you view everything out of relationship, you understand that everything that they ask you not to do is for your own good. And so you appreciate what they ask you not to do, Right? Instead of saying, well, I can't do this, and I can't do that, and I can't... No, no, no. It's for your own good, like Adam and Eve, like Adam and Eve. It's for their own good, and, and it's for your own good. 
And so it's relationship. Everything God asks me to do and not to do is out of relationship and not out of rules. And we have to understand that in our lives. So what I want to make sure that you understand is this. Rules make you run from someone. Relationship makes you run to someone. Rules make you run from God. Relationship allows you to run to God. And today, God, you know what God wants from you and me? He wants you to forget the rules. Some of you are trying to keep the rules without God, and you can't do it because it's ruled. There's no love. There's no relationship. But once you have the relationship, then guess what? The rules are not that big a deal. You know why? Because all of a sudden, you see the love behind it. He empowers you to, to do what's right. And, and when you're in right relationship with God, you feel good about not doing those things. Amen? That making sense to anybody? Because that was just so good to me when I got it this week. It was good to me. I'm understanding. In my home, if it's only rules, no relationship, my home is a prison. I'll never be the parent I want to be if it's all about the rules. I have to learn to mingle, though, and I know that's difficult to do, but, but I have to learn relationship is first. In my marriage, relationship first. You know, at work, relationship first. At school, relationship first. Rule, relationship always trumps rule. So today, let me just go ahead and say this. If you're not a Christ follower today, I want to invite you to do that. That you can put God in His proper place in relationship. And the only way that you do that is that you receive Him as your Lord and Savior. And so we have a prayer inside of your program. It's called the prayer to become a Christ follower. Why do I put that there? Because people say, Jeff, I don't know, the, I don't know how to talk to God. I don't know what to say to Him. And so I, that's why the prayer is there, to help you say that prayer that you can connect with God. And if you do that today, the only thing we ask you to do, or when you do it, is that we just ask you to check the box that says, I'm praying the prayer to become a Christ follower. And if you'll check that, we're going to pray for you this week. Okay, so let's move to number two. Remember, we're talking about preventive maintenance. We're talking about maintaining our joy. Number two is this. Would you write this down? Is evaluate my priorities. I've got to evaluate my priorities. So I'm going to maintain my joy. If I'm going to change the oil. Do the homework. Okay, I think you're getting it. I've got to evaluate my priorities. So would you agree with me that priorities, priorities matter, matter? Let me say it again. Let me say it in English this time. Priorities matter, right? Okay, here's, here's what I want you to know. Watch this. Here it is. What, you ready for this? Here it is. Everybody already. I hope you're listening. You get to make your choices. You get to make your choices. I get to make my choices. But here's what I want you to know. is your choices and your choices and my choices make us. You get to make your choices, but your choices will make you. You get to make your choices, but in the end, your choices are going to make you. How, how everything's going to go from there. You get to make the choice, but the choice makes you, so priorities matter. And that's what Paul's saying. Look what he says. In verse 7, he says this. But whatever was to my profit, notice that, profit, I now consider what? Loss. I now consider loss. For the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of the knowledge of who? Christ Jesus, yes. Christ Jesus, my Lord. For whose sake I have lost all things, I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ. And so what he's saying is that, he said, I got to do a PL report, I do a profit and loss statement. That means that the things that I thought once were profit are not. They were doing me harm, but now I've learned to say, okay, 
what is loss, what is profit? And any business knows that you've got to have profit if you're going to stay in business. You can't just keep losing. And uh, in, in your finances at home, you've got to understand that as well, or you go under. And so what most people do, most people in our society lose their joy over things that don't matter. Would you agree with that? Most people, and we lose our joy over things that don't matter. Okay, listen, I want to be honest with you. Once I started this series, you know, Joy, I, it's been difficult. Like this week, I'll just be honest with you. Like I went to, a, I went and played golf Friday with, a, with one of our denominational leaders, someone I should be trying to impress, you know, because of who they are. We went to play golf and... Uh, you know, we're, we're playing, and just he and I, we're moving along pretty fast, but, the, you know, there's a bunch of older gentlemen, I guess, that play during that time, and I guess we were interrupting their time. And so, uh, you know, the guy, he hits the ball. It goes over just, I mean, just a little bit out of the fairway. And so we drive our car over, look at it, and all of a sudden the ball comes flying right over our heads, drops right down beside us. I'd run out there and say, hey, go to the people, hey, we're over here. He says, well... I thought we should come on through. I said, no, I didn't tell you you could come on through. So the guy, so the guy with him said, hey, well, let's just, you know, let's just let them go ahead and through. So they come by us. The guy says, hey, man, you almost hit. He said, well, that's golf. I said, okay, well, you just get your fanny up there, and I'm going to just hit into you and say, let's golf. <laughs> right? Okay, so I'm just going to be honest with you, all right? Now, like, so that ticked, that ticked me off. i just be honest. I'm sorry I'm disappointing some of you, but that's, it did. So, so finally, you know, I'm like, okay, settle down, Jeff. Settle down, Jeff. It's okay. You know, God's good and joy and hallelujah and all this, right? Okay, I'm trying to do, trying to do what's right. I'm trying, just like you. I'm trying. So, so the guy, they go on. So, you know, we have to wait on them now. You know, we wait on them until we go, until we go to the next hole. So we got to wait on them. They go, they go in front of us. And so finally we get, you know, we tee off and we go down the fairway. And then, uh, you know, all of a sudden I, I, I hear something go, and I hear my friend, the guy that's with me go, oh, someone teed off the tee box and hit him with a golf ball. That did it. I'm sorry. I saw him hit. I had my golf cart, my, I'm sorry. I marched right back to that golf cart and said, let me tell you something, you idiot. You just hit my friend over here. I'm so I should be more saved than that. I should be. I, I should I should be. I'm telling you, I should be, but I didn't. I was enraged, and so I'm like, what are you doing? And then my friend comes driving, you know, the guy that I'm supposed to be trying to impress, comes over and says, Hey, it's okay, it'll be all right, you know, it's all right, it's just my arm, it'll be okay. I said, No, it ain't okay. He's like, you know, we know y'all pretty good. I said, yes, they can see. And see the other group in front of us, they can see us. And it's not okay. I'm about to get arrested. You know, and, 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 and like I just had to get a hold of myself. You ever been there? And I was like, so finally, we, you know, I'm like, okay, let's just go on. Well, of course, the rest of the game was not that great. And then the guy come in, we get on hold number 17. He's feeling bad about it. So he comes over, he walks over, he said, hey, guys, I just, you know, want to say again, I'm sorry. And said, you know what? Uh, if you guys, next time you come, you want to play a round of golf, you know, you can do that on me. I, we said, friend, you can take your round of golf 
and play next time with it, okay? <laughs> but I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you that, listen, this is not easy. It's hard for me too. I'm a fellow struggler with you. The good thing about that is I'm not in jail today. That's the great thing. That's the great thing. That's something to celebrate. And the great thing is you're not in jail today. Because some things have come your way this week, haven't they? And if you just would have let yourself go, yeah, we would have read about you in the paper. Right? So I'm telling you that you're getting it, and so am I. And sometimes it just, and because that, that's in us, then it was able to help me to, to do what I wanted to do. You know, I didn't do what I wanted to do. And I went marching up to that cart with a golf club. I don't know what I was going to do, but I was, you know, I'm a 170-pound man with a 270-pound mouth. That's what, <laughs> okay, that's enough about me. So what I, what I want you to understand is, look what the Bible says in Luke, uh, Jesus says this in Luke 12 and 15. Jesus said, Let's read it. You ready? Come on. Jesus said, don't be greedy. Owning a lot of things won't make your life safe. You've got to give up to go up. Listen, money will not make your life safe. Things will not make your life safe. You have to learn to give up to go up. And this is my, you know, the thing that... I want to give you this little illustration here because I, I think it's so true. And it, it's corny, I know, and it's cheesy. But maybe you'll remember it after you think about how cheesy that is. But if I got my hands right here on this table, I've got a grip on it. I'm moving it. If I'm holding this table, I can't do what I want to do. Like, you know what? I like to shake your hand sometimes. I like to just say hello to you. But if I'm holding the table, I, I can't do that, can I? You know what? With Rhonda, she's so pretty. Oh, I love to get her and just squeeze her sometimes. Just, I just love to hold her, squeeze her. And you know, she's got about a three-second rule, you know? Like, okay, so you smother me. <laughs> you know, my kids, even though they're grown now, I, I still love to get them and squeeze them, hold them. What I'm trying to tell you is this, is as long as I'm holding onto this table something that's not really that important, I cannot do what I really want to do that really is important. I want to ask you something today. What are you holding on to that you need to let go of? Is it fear that you're holding on to? Maybe, maybe, maybe it's, it is controlling something. You're just controlling. Maybe it's an expectation that hasn't been met. You know, and, and you're just holding on to that expectation and you're never going to be able to embrace what you need to embrace. Maybe it's a bad relationship. Listen, let me just tell you something. If you're over 25 and you've been dating them five years and they haven't married you yet, then maybe you need to let go. Maybe some, listen, sometimes the only way, the only way to, to get started over with a new life is to use the words goodbye. I guess that got real close to home because nobody moved. Like, I ain't saying nothing. But you know, so I'm just saying that we have to learn to do that. You have to let it go. In the words of Elsa, let it go, let it go. All right. You get this nowhere else. You understand that? You got to let it go. 
And the Bible says this. Look what the Bible says. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. He says, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let's just read what's underlined. It's a, it's a little lengthy, but let's read it anyways. Ready? Come on. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sins that so easily entangle us. The Bible is saying that you cannot go up until you let it go. You got to give up to go up. You got to give up to go up. So the, he goes on to say this, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out before us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. So my question to you today is this. What do you need to let go of? What is it that you're holding on to that's keeping you from embracing the new? What is it? And until you let go of that, your joy is never going to be complete and your life's never going to be what, you, what it needs to be. Let it go. So I have a next step for you. It's on the back of your connection card. It says this. It says, I want to ask God to help me let go of the things that hold me down. Will you check that box and, and make that your prayer this week? And we're going to pray for you this week because that's a spiritual matter. Because until you let go, you cannot grow. You can't go up. Okay, the third thing is this. Again, we're talking about maintaining joy, preventive maintenance. The third thing, would you write this down? This is one of the things that, listen, this is what's kept me from going to jail before I give it to you. And that is this, is keep growing in your relationship with Jesus. No matter what, you keep growing. Just keep growing. Look what the Bible says. Again, Paul writing this in Philippians 3 and 10, he says this. Would you read out loud what's underlined with me? You ready? Come on, let's read it. I want to know, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his and fellowship of sharing in his suffering, becoming him like him in his death. Would you agree with me there's a difference between knowing someone and knowing about someone? Like, I, I know about, you know, uh, Stevie Wonder. I know about him. I, I know about Taylor Swift. I know about Drake. Because I'm hip and I'm cool. That's right. And because I got cool people around me that tell me that stuff. But I don't know them. Rhonda Dawes, I know. I know her. I know what makes her tick, and I know what ticks her. <laughs> and she knows me. My question is, do you know Jesus? How do you get to know him better? That's it. Well, there's three things I want to share with you. The first thing is this is time. Did you write that down? Time. It's the only way that any relationship grows. And again, you'll think rules if you don't do this. If you don't grow in your relationship, you'll go back to rules. It's time. How do you spend time with God? By reading his word. I, I want to share something with you that will help you because I want to help you. I know we're in a busy culture. It's busy, busy, busy. But there's an app that you can download on your phone. It's called the YouVersion Bible app. I have it on my phone. I want to show you something. Do you know that if you read three chapters a day of the Bible that you would read it within one year? The whole thing. Do you, do you know that, that you can download this on your phone where it would eat up your data? And you know something else that I love is amazing too? So that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as He's a witness to the light. The How about light that? 
So what you, can do, what you can do, if you want to read along with it, the words will be right there on your phone. If you want to open up your Bible and read along with it, or if you just want to listen to it while you're getting ready. Listen, let me tell you something. Your day will go a lot better on your way to work if you listen to God's word and his good news and turn off the bad news. Just, just, just turn it on. Your life is, without God's word, your life is not going to get better. It's not. I know you're hoping. Oh, I hope so. I told many people say, well, I hope my marriage is going to get better. Oh, I hope my parents are going to get better. Oh, I hope my finances are going to get better. Look at me. It's not going to get better until you do something different. You got to get in God's word and God's work and get in you. And then when it gets in you, it, it saves you and it changes you. And it saved me from going to jail. It'll save you. Right? That's the, only, that's the only difference. And me and the guy that's in jail right now is that somehow, b- before I did something really stupid, I mean, I already showed out pretty bad, but before I thought uh, there was something inside of me that said, that's enough. I said, okay. God's word in you. The second thing is this. It's not just time, but it's talk. You got to talk to God. And that's called Prayer. Prayer is talking to God. See, reading God's word is God talking to you, and then prayer is, is you talking back to God. Jesus said this. Look what he says. Until, he says this in John 16. He says, until now you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive. And let's read the last part together. You ready? Come on. And your joy will be complete. Here, I got this coming up on the screen. Come on, let's read this together because I want to show you how to get joy. Here it is. Ready? Let's read it. Much prayer equals... Little prayer equals? No prayer equals? Okay, here's my question. Which one do you want? That's it. You've got to answer that. Which one do you want? So you, got, you know how to get it now. So, so you got, if you're walking around and you don't have it, then, then here's the equation. You've got to remember, okay, how is my prayer life? How is that going? Not just over your meal time. That will answer that question for you. The third thing is this I'd like for you to write down is this, is, um, is trust. Trust. Jesus giving us a great commandment, talking about this, this is the great commandment. Look what it says. You ready? Jesus said, you must love the Lord your God with what? All, all your heart. Why don't you circle all? And then let's read the next three words. You ready? And all your, won't you circle all there? And let's read the last part. You ready? All your mind. So would you circle all right there? So there's something about, in order to grow in my relationship, I got to go all in. All in. I've already been so transparent with you that it's probably going to mess some of you up. Please don't, please the next time you show out, don't say, well, Pastor Jeff does this, so I'm going to do it. Don't, don't do that. I was wrong, okay? I'm telling you, I was wrong. I've had an issue, though, that, that I want to tell you about that I, I may help you. I, I hate to admit this, but, you know, I, I've told you many times about me going to counseling At about 12 years into being the pastor of this church, I, ended up, I did go to counseling. 
And I was sitting across from the counselor. I said, okay, you know, just help me. I don't know what's going on. Just help me. I'm just all messed up. Just help me. I had anxiety like crazy. I, I don't know. I just, anger. I just had it all. And so I began to ask. I said, listen, you know, just talk to me. And he began to, we just talked to me. He said, Jeff, about two sessions in, he looked at me. He said, I'm going to tell you a problem. Your problem is this, Jeff. You don't trust God. And you don't trust anybody else. Well, that just ticked me off. I'm like, don't you tell me that. Listen, I get up every morning before daylight and I read God's word. I pray. I've been the pastor of my church for over 12 years. I love those people. I talk about heaven. I talk about faith. Don't you tell me I don't trust God. He said, I'm telling you, Jeff, your issue is you don't trust God. You know what I did? I did what most of you do when you go to counseling and you hear somebody say something that you don't like. I got in my car and I left. But I thought about it the whole next week. And I made an appointment and I went back. Which most of you will not do that. But that's where the healing comes in when you go back. I said, tell me, tell me what you see. Why did you say that? He said, well, we got to figure it out. He said, I don't know why, but that's what I see. We began digging around into my life, and here's what we discovered. When I was six years old, my brother died on the floor in front of me with spinal meningitis. He was seven and a half years old. That's no secret. I've told you that before. But here's what we discovered. Because of that, something inside of me said you can't trust because if you trust God, he'll take your life. Here's something, I, I don't know if I ever told this. I would pray every prayer. I would pray, God, Lord, you can have my finances. God, you can have my family. But I never would pray the prayer for 12 years as a pastor of this church. I never would pray the prayer that, God, you can have my life. I would not do it. My physical life, no, I would not do it. Matter of fact, I was somewhat of a hypochondriac because I was scared. Every little pain I had, I thought, I'm going to die. God, I'm going to die. And I had this fear of death, that, that I, and I would just hold on to that part of my life. And I'm going to tell you, I just kept getting worse. I had all this anxiety. And people who, if you knew me then, you would never think that about me because I hid it so well. You would think, Jeff, just a strong man. And, and no, you know, you know. But no, I was crumbling on the inside. Jeff, you don't trust God. I can take you back to the home that I was in 12 years ago. I went up those stairs. And I had a chair that I sat in every morning. I read God's word and I knelt in front of it and I prayed. And that morning I bowed my head and I said, God, I want to go all in. Any time that you want my life, I know I'll be in heaven with you, and you can have it. I was scared to death when I said those words. I'm not, if, I, if I told you any different, I'd be lying. I said, God, you can have it. And I gave it to him. And let me tell you what happened. That's what I was holding on to. But when I let go of that, 
joy began to come in. I I didn't have the fear anymore. The anxiety began to go away. Rhonda and I's relationship began to blossom like never before. My children, when my children began to grow, our church, if you go back and you'll look 12 years ago, that's when our church began to grow. Why? Because I had been holding on to that my whole life and then scared to death and afraid to let go and give that area to God. And when I finally let it go and I finally gave it to God, then God, then guess what? Then God could do something in me. He could heal me. He could deliver me. He could make me into a better man. He made my life better once I let go. My question to you is a man who loves you Maybe there's nobody else in your life that loves you. I'm telling you, I do. And my question to you is, what's got you? Or what are you, what are you holding on to that you won't give to God? What is it? What, what is the secret that maybe you have? Maybe, maybe it's a, a wrong relationship and you're, you're holding on to that affair and God can't do anything to you. Let go. Maybe, maybe it's tithing. Maybe you're scared to tithe and, and God can't do any more for you until you let go. Maybe it's pornography. Maybe you're, you're holding on to that and, and God can't. He just can't do any more until you let go of it. Just maybe, just, just maybe it's gaming. Maybe, maybe it's sexting. I don't know. Maybe it's a habit. Maybe it's an addiction. I don't know. Maybe it's spending. I don't know what it is. But until you let go, God can't do any more. And so my question, my question to, 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 for you today is this, is that will you, will you keep holding on and, and keep suffering and hurting and, and no joy, no peace and fear? Or, or will, you, will you let it go? Will you let it go? Will you, will you say, God, today I give it to you. It's over, God. I'm tired. I'm done with it. Lord, you can have it. Will you let it go? Will you stand with me now? Look, look at me, look at me, look at me. You, you, can, you can mask it. I did it. I did it. I covered it up well. But until you recognize this, that fear, we let it go. And today's the day you get to make the decision today. Today you're going to decide either I'm going to hold on to it or I'm going to go all in with God and I'm going to let it go. You've got to make the decision. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, right now in the name of your son, Jesus, I come to you, Lord, because I love these people. God, I love them so much. And you love them, Lord, a, a million times more than me. And God, just like you pursued me and you were pursuing me and I, my fear, I kept holding on to it. I would never let it go. God, you want to set them free like you did me, Lord. Today is their counseling office experience. Today is the day, today, right now, God, that they look down inside and they decide to let go. Right now, in the name of Jesus, will you just tell God in your own way, I let it go. Will you just let it go? Right now, just... Just let it go. God, right now, we release it and we let it go. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.